Hi guys, how's everyone doing? It's been a while. I hadn't published a podcast in a few months, so I thought I would come on and just kind of refresh and regroup. And I wanted to say thank you to those of you who have reached out to me and you're encouraging me to continue to just post and just update on what's happening in our industry. So this podcast was one that I recorded a couple of months ago and I had totally forgotten about it. It's entitled Deregulation. I hope you enjoy it. Gain some insight and it's for easy listening. So enjoy and comment and share and let me know what you think. Add to the commentary. Talk to you soon. Bye. Welcome back to another episode of Your Beauty Tutor, the podcast. I'm your host, Miss Jennings. Thanks so much for joining us. Today's podcast is brought to you by Your Beauty Tutor. Hey, beauty pies, do you spend hours watching and rewatching hair and makeup DIY videos only to end up with less than perfect results? Well, have I got the perfect solution for you. Get the Your Beauty Tutor app and learn all the latest hair and makeup techniques from your own personal beauty educator. It's easy. Download the app. Select your area of interest, then you'll be connected with educators that match your learning needs. Get the Your Beauty Tutor app and learn what you love. Today's episode is entitled Deregulation, the Slippery Slope. Beauty lovers everywhere, beauty professionals, beauty school students, deregulation is our four-letter word. What does this mean? deregulation. Whenever we start to throw this word around, it's a very, very sensitive subject for all of us in the industry, because what this means is that there will no longer be a need for a license for the professional cosmetologist, the professional barber, the professional esthetician, nail tech, etc., etc. Anyone that is licensed to touch will not you will not have to go through standardized training and uh, education in order to practice. That's what that means. What that really means is that There will no longer be Title IV funding from the government to secure these loans that students go for to pay for the course. So deregulation is really, truly that slippery slope. So today I just wanted to kind of go over a couple of things, um, touch on uh, this sensitive topic that really affects us as beauty professionals and not only professionals, the industry at large. I mean, the public, the population, because you just got to think about this. You're going to go into a salon or a barbershop and you'll have someone working on you that does not have any education, any formal education. And let me go back as to why we have regulation over this industry. And that main reason is because we have to be licensed in order to know how to appropriately touch your anatomy. Okay, we go over areas in school uh, like bone structure and your skeletal system and uh, blood circulation and uh, all things like that because we have got to properly teach our students how to uh, 
touch the human anatomy without harming the actual client that's in the chair. And once we take that away and those subjects out, just education away, period, from the beauty service industry, we are really putting the population and the public at large at harm. So just some points here. Um, and I really want to know what you all think professionals and students, because those of you are in school right now and you're clocking in every day, you're collecting up your hours, you're matriculating. And guess what? Next year they do away with the license. So what does that mean about your student loans that you're still paying for? You know, so I mean, this is really a huge issue. There's states right now, like Texas and Arizona, where they are really, uh, let, where legislation is really trying to lobby hard to push the bill so that we can deregulate, so that they can deregulate. And we're really, as professionals, we're all like teaming up so that we can kind of knock this bill off the table because we really don't want it because it will spread around. Once one state is granted deregulation, trust me, it's going to come down the line. And state by state, they're going to start pulling back uh, the curtains on this deregulation and all of us will be affected. So we just really want to, you know, engage and really be a part of this, uh, movement. Cause really that's what it is. It's a movement to keep cosmetology for the professionals. Okay. Um, if in fact you are in school, what does this mean to you? Right now, it doesn't mean anything until it does happen to you. What they really are playing with with deregulation is the fact that a lot of students that start school don't finish. They don't graduate. And when... uh the government starts to look at these statistics because that, that those federal funds are really coming from taxpayers dollars. And when students start a program um, that is funded by Title IV funding, that's nothing but taxpayers dollars. So therefore, when they start, but they don't finish, that's like a waste of money. So what they're trying to say is if these students are not going to continue to finish up the program, if they're going to kind of go out there and kind of bootleg anyway, perhaps we don't need it. Perhaps we can deregulate and uh, do away with the licensing process. So that would mean doing away with school, because if you don't have to go to, uh, if you don't have a state board examination, all of your accredited universities or schools for cosmetology will be no more. Not unless you just want to take the course just for greater knowledge. And, and in that case, it would be just a cash pay program, kind of like the makeup program. However, the fact remains that a lot of students that start the program halfway through the program, they don't complete. And when that happens again, that is a waste of money. So they're looking at this as a national problem. You know, um, how come the students that start are not staying committed? How come the drop rate is so high at these schools? Well, that's another whole issue that we are going to go into um, that that has really nothing to do with deregulation, but just the application of how we're administering lessons um, and student engagement and the reason why they're coming in the first place. Um 
What we can do to try to, you know, safeguard is to encourage our students to come to school every day, uh, encourage our students to participate in this fight to keep cosmetology alive. You know, um, if in fact we had a high graduation rate and a high placement rate, because that's the next thing, guys, we got to consider that, you know, when students graduate, are they actually finding jobs? Where are they going to work? A lot of students just after they finish their hours, they don't they don't pursue the, any work in the industry. They go back working, you know, retail. They go, you know, maybe to Sephora or wherever, but they don't really engage in the industry of cosmetic art and science as a practitioner, you know, working in a salon, really exercising all of the skills that they've acquired with this Title IV funds that they uh, borrowed. So that, that, that's a huge issue, you know, after they're done with school, how come they're not working? We, again, we've got to go back to the core, the actual school itself. What in the world is going on in there? How is it that these students are leaving and they're not being placed? How come they're not going to work as professional cosmetologists and estheticians? What, what's going on out here? So it raises a, a much larger question, you know, in the whole body of work that we do. But no matter what, we have got to do something about keeping the regulations on our industry. Just imagine, just on any given Saturday, getting up, going to a hair salon, and no one in that hair salon is licensed. No one in that hair salon has opened one textbook or been taught anything other than through social media on how to do techniques. I mean, it w- the result will be catastrophic. You're going to have just disaster after disaster in the chair, let alone safety regulations, okay? Sanitation and uh, sterilization regulations, forget about those. I'm just talking about regular techniques and styling. You see, the problem with, uh, it's like social media is almost a two-edged sword because on one hand, you have like these self-taught, stylists that know how to do one technique very well through repetition. And then, but then on the other hand, they really don't understand the substance and what went into, uh, the technique in its in and of itself, but they understand how to perform the technique, but they don't really know the, the why to the how or the how to the why. So if there is anything outside of that technique, that a client is requesting, really they don't have a point of reference for anything other than the technique they specialize in via watching it on social media and practicing that one technique over and over and over again. And then with that, with that being said, those are the stylists that we will see five years down the line, three years down the line, two years down the line, if in fact they deregulate state by state. And it depends on how fast they do. You'll get a lot of like, we call it one trick ponies. They have, they know how to do one thing. That's it. They know how to do one curl pattern and one comb out. That's it. They know how to do one little finger wave and that's it. They know how to do one thing and that's it. But if you need the cut, they don't know how. If they, if you need to do color formulation, they won't know how because they won't have the education that goes behind all of those intricate, uh, subjects that really take 
focus and concentration. It's really a science behind that artistry. So whereas where whereas they have certain things where just, you know, you're trying to just perform a hairstyle, you might be able to repetitiously copy that. But when it comes into formulating some kind of color and underlying pigments and in in uh Analyze derivatives, you'll have no idea exactly what to do. So you'll allow uh, the client to go across the street, buy a box color and bring it into the salon. You put it on and then voila, this is not what I wanted. You're supposed to be the hairdresser, but then they won't have any kind of foundation. So that's then the government will bump into other problems. There'll be lawsuits out of the gazoo coming from salon. Okay. So On one hand, will the taxpayers get a little relief from not uh, subsidizing the uh, education of beauty culture students? Sure. But on the another hand, will you suffer aesthetically from them not getting that uh, loan? Absolutely. Absolutely. You will. So this one here is six in one hand, half a dozen in another. Education is always best. You can never lose through education and being educated. So I say, let's join. Let's join forces with some of the great places that are really trying to keep regulation alive in our beauty industry. Like PBA, the Professional Beauty Association. They have this uh, link called I Am Licensed, I Am professional. This is like their little movement. If you kind of go into Google or whatever, type that in, you'll be able to add your vote and your say so, um, to this panel. And I think they, you can sign like a petition, like an e-sign of a petition to vote for not allowing the industry to be deregulated. I say join forces with places like this and uh, um, associations like this and organizations like this so that we can keep cosmetology, the practice of cosmetology for the professionals and the practice of clipometrics, which is barbering and aesthetics, skincare. Imagine having someone perform your facials, doing deep tissue massage and all kinds of things to your skin. And they have not been taught histology, physiology. They haven't been taught anything, but they're just in a white lab coat and they're offering you a facial, but they have no idea about, you know, carcinoma and all kinds of different things that are, that affect your skin. They won't be able to identify things as they see it. So this is just a very dangerous, like I said before, slippery slope that we are uh, attempting to slide down. Now, what does that mean for those of us who have spent thousands and thousands of uh, dollars and hours honing our craft and perfecting, you know, our skill? What it means to us is I believe it means that we will be sought after all the more. I believe that the consumer will smarten up and realize, uh, I only really want a person that has an actual license on the wall or some kind of certification on the wall. So if they deregulate the licensure, they won't be reissuing us any new license, but we certainly have our uh, certificates and our diplomas and all those things that we can still have on the wall just to show our clients that yes, we are the legitimate ones. We are the real deal, you know? So 
something like that, that would actually validate us. I'm sure that consumers will smarten up and say, no, I'm only going to go to the professionals that actually have their credentials up because I have had some disasters. So I don't believe that. I believe, yes, we will be hurt initially because you'll have so many people coming out of the kitchen, going to rent booths and go into salons trying to work instead of doing it in their house. They'll be trying to run out. And, you know, once they realize the gate is up, the gate is open now, come run in one, come one, come all. So, yes, we will have a lot a flooding of people just coming out of the woodworks, going into salon, putting on maybe a smock. I don't even know if they'll, they'll wear a smock. Who knows what they'll do. And, and then they'll be able to go into our professional beauty supply stores like Cosmo proof and salon centrics. I, I really don't know because this thing, it will just be a trickle down effect because I didn't even think about those stores that you can only be a professional to enter into those stores. What are they going to do? You know, uh, I don't know. I guess they wouldn't be able, they wouldn't be allowed to do that anymore. They would have to open it up to the general public. And then what happens to our prices? Because in stores like that, our prices are, you know, a fraction of what, you know, we charge for retail. So it's just a lot, guys, you know, um, this is something that I've really been thinking about because as like I said before, this is the industry that has taken care of me, has provided me a lifestyle. I don't believe that someone without a license could really affect me where I am today, but I really don't know what's going to happen. I think initially it will, but down the line, I think that the equilibrium will balance out because, um, I, I just don't believe that, uh, People will, as smart as consumers are today, that they will not, you know, seek after quality. It's quality over quantity at that point. So I just wanted to come on today. It's just going to be short and sweet. And I just wanted to elaborate a little bit more on deregulation and really what that is and what that means to our industry. And as it relates to us as the professionals and clients and consumers, you know, uh, we all have to work together to keep this industry of cosmetic art and science legitimize. So just like any other, you know, business that's out there, if we don't stand for something, we fall for anything. And in our industry, we stand for education and licensure. So guys, I just wanted to, you know, hop on and chat with you all right quick. Please remember, hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, like and share on Instagram and Facebook. We have some new great things coming down the pike. We have our, uh, our daily lessons of the day. We have our daily Q and A's and pop quizzes and all those things on Instagram and Facebook and also on Twitter. Uh, our, uh, vlog, our video blog will be coming out really soon. That's in the process and the works of being produced. So we just want to be a resource to you all, professionals and students. We just want to make sure that you know that someone is here that cares and we are willing to go the extra mile just to help keep cosmetology alive. So for tonight, I'm signing out and I'll just let you all know. I'll see you next week with another podcast episode of Your Beauty Tutor. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.